You're listening to the Birdie Dad podcast. They can't make a birdie, but they can dad. And now your hosts, Jared, Brian, and Trevor. Welcome back to a new episode of the Birdie Dads this week. A lot of golf recently, guys. Uh, it's good to pause, though, and just talk about something for us, you know? Trevor, Brian, what's up for us this week? You mean you mean dads? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, we're getting close <laughs> to Father's Day. Yeah, this yes. is the Father's Day episode. So, Trevor, Brian, we're going to talk Father's Day, Father's Day gift ideas. I think we can safely say you could, anything you want to talk about, you could drop the COVID restrictions for the most part, right? Because I think we're pretty good. So, we're going to talk about some great gift ideas. Did I mention a Birdie Dad's t-shirt? That would be a great place to start for any dad. And it's kind of like a gift to us too, guys. Yes. <laughs> Buy those shirts. Yeah, those shirts are great. So, can't, wouldn't hurt to be a Birdie Dad. No, join the group. Join the group. So, Trevor, Brian, before we get into our gift ideas, what is challenging you as a dad right now? So, I, I, I need to know why you 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 need this father's day what's challenging you guys hmm well that movie you know yes day for the kids um i think it's a good day to have a yes day for a dad right so that's that's the closest <laughs> thing we get to a yes day all year long so um <clears throat> yeah that's what i'm looking forward to just making it about dad selfishly i mean aren't you guys ready for it to be your day whatever you oh, want man I, w I would love for that to happen. I just wish my kids would be on board with that happening because I think it lasts for about like 15 minutes when you get up and it's like, hey, happy Father's Day, and then quickly dissolves back into them. Is yeah, it selfish to enough. want that day? Yeah. <laughs> mine are old enough. I can do that. Yeah. So, yours are still not you, quite Trevor. there. So, <laughs> it's coming, boys. When they get older, they want you to take that solo day, huh? They're like, get out of here, Dad. Yeah. They'll go play a few holes with me and then they'll be like, all right. You go play, play the full 18, we'll, we'll do whatever. So, it's it's good. Nice. Nice. On a I weekend. Am ready. I, yeah. I think that, that's the biggest piece. If you can go play on a weekend, that, you're sitting pretty good. Yeah. Well, my world shifted and I'm ready for Father's Day because, guys, I am on day two of Daddy Daycare. Uh, summer Daddy Daycare. Oh, that's right, Jerry. It's been rough. It, it's been a rough go with my, uh, what I would call my three-nager, and a dog and a pregnant wife it has been uh, a crazy mess around my house. I'm trying to do laundry. I'm trying to clean the house. I'm trying to keep the dog away from destroying kids and trying to keep the kid entertained and challenged. And you know what? I, I pretty much know. And like trying to run the podcast with you guys and trying to golf. I'm, I think I'm pretty just average or below average at all of those things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you got to pick three, Jared. You got to pick three. Uh -huh. That's right. Like Randy Zuckerberg. I'm hitting double and triple bogeys on every topic of these, and I think the dads can relate. I'm screwing up meals, I'm messing up laundry, I'm hitting actual triple bogeys when I tried to golf. All right, so what's your true handicap as a golfer right now, Jared? A golfer? Yeah. Uh, it is a 14.8 at the moment right now. Okay. What's your dad index at this point? This, this week? Yeah. Oh, 27, 28. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, how about you're your husband? You're trying to break 100. <laughs> how about your oh. husband index, Jared? <laughs> oh, it's not even. It, what is the no index? It's not even on the charts. Um, no, it's, I'm trying. So, my wife is pregnant. Well, you know, she's working around. She's going around the house. And, you know, she's in the phase where everything's, she's exhausted and tired. So, I actually am trying to help out 
doing the things I don't normally do. Like I said, I, I don't really do a lot of laundry typically, but I, I am picking that up. Um, I'm probably a, a handicap of a 20 in the laundry department, maybe worse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> nice. Have you, have, you any, have you had any mixed colors yet? So you, you accidentally uh, dyed some white shirts pink? Uh, I mix it. I didn't dye anything, but oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. I Good. did shrink something I wasn't supposed to, so oh. that's why. Yeah, gotcha. I did shrink something, and you know it's debatable whether I shrunk something else. But we'll get through I'll, it. I'll tell you. So we were loading the dishwasher, and a friend was over, and my wife started getting asked for me on how I load the dishwasher wrong, and I almost wanted to be like. Well, I guess I do it wrong, so you should do it from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> so, maybe this is your test. You won't have to do laundry ever again, Jared. No, I agreed to the summer daddy daycare uh, as my wife is working through the summer right now. I'm off uh, typically, so I agreed to this. Bring it on. Again, my golf game has definitely not improved from this. What's well, taken the most, you know, I guess, have you just not practiced? You just played? I mean, what's your? what do you think that the reason is for your tanking? I mean, just not being out there? Yeah, um, I would say the one thing that went away right, the very first thing was my like daily focus on golf. So I was really, we from this show, we I had doing a lot of spending about 15 minutes a day putting and short chips on my home setup. And then another probably 15, 20 minutes on stretching. Both of those are out the window currently. I know we have a big tournament coming up in two weeks, so I need to really hit the panic button on the prep because I know that's going to be a challenge. So those two things have gone out the window. And I tried to play, I actually played this weekend in a tournament. I want to get to that with you guys. And it was kind of a train wreck. And I could tell it, it, it got off the rails a little bit. Did you spend it? Did you, did you end up DFL? Do you know what DFL is, Jared? <laughs> no, no. What is the DF? Wait. <laughs> Dead F and last? You know, no, the, I was the not. There. Okay. <laughs> okay, good. I was not last, okay? I did not I did check the leaderboard, and I did not come in DFL. Thank you guys for that. <laughs> all right. Okay. It's all good then. So, we deserve something for Father's Day. We, we deserve something in golf. And let's hear it. Brian, what do you have for our listeners for the Father's Day gift ideas? I'm going to give you my ideal gift, and this is a little bit more pricey um, than anything else um, that I don't know I've ever gotten for Father's Day, but I'm just going to throw it out there in the universe. Maybe my wife will listen. Maybe, maybe this will come to me this year. We'll see. Um, but it's the uh, the Mevo Flight Scope. Have you guys seen those? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That looks uh, amazing. Your boy Bryson DeChambeau, he's been, he's been selling that on the internet uh, these days, but it's basically a... Um, you take it's bits in your pocket. It's super small, but um, it captures all of your spin rates, launch angles, all that kind of stuff. So you can take it to the range with you. Uh, for my setup at home and the net, it can track all that stuff and then connect to an app on your phone and kind of show you trajectories and keep track of everything. You can even um, set your phone up to capture video, and then it takes the video with the flight tracker and also all the stats as well. So really good tool when you're trying to improve your game, uh, to see what's going on and especially hitting into a net like I do to try to get some distances off of, off of those swings. So, um, that would be my, you know, genie in a bottle wish uh, for father's day would be to grab one of those. That'd be pretty sweet, but they're a little bit more pricey closer to the $500 range. Yeah. So. What is the retail price tag on Amiibo right now? And the Mevo Plus, right? Because I think there's a... Oh, there's, there's a two lower. different ones. So there's the Mevo yeah. Flight Scope, which is what I'm talking about. That's $499 plus tax and shipping and all that kind of stuff. So you're talking like five, 
25, 550 at the end of the day. Um, but then there's the, the Mevo Plus, which is the big daddy. That's like the $2,000 one. That's more of like the simulator setup if you want to go that way. So Okay, yeah, that's the yeah. one I've seen also. That That is like your home simulator that you could also take out on the course, right? Uh, I don't know. I, I think it's fairly small, but you're not put in your pocket like like the, the flight scope. But yeah, you could probably, it's portable, I'm sure. So what do you want to yeah. do with the flight scope? Well, why would we get that for $500? You just want to see your spin rates and your launch angles? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if I take it to the range with me all that much, but for me when I hit in the net indoors, I need some kind of feedback to say like, how did I hit it? What's going on? What, what direction is it going? Um, and so I think that's going to help out a bunch. Um, cause you can throw it up. I have a TV in my garage. I can kind of throw, throw the, the, the screen of the phone up on the TV and, and kind of get that instant feedback. Um, so it makes my practice just that much better. Yeah. That'd be huge. Get some feedback because half the time when you're hitting a net, you don't know where it's going, right? You kind of have a feel half the time, but not really a full concept right. of spin rates with different irons and things. So yep. yeah, yep. I hope you get it. I hope you get it, Brian. We will we'll yeah. put the word out for you to get Fingers the cross. Yeah. <laughs> you could be a net champion with that, without that thing, right? Like anyone can be a garage golf champion without oh, I, any I, feedback. I'm, I'm, I'm hitting it dead down the middle, like every time <laughs> in, in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Trevor, give us your father's day gift ideas for dads. Well, I've thrown this one out before and uh, my wife doesn't listen to our podcast. So here I am throwing it out again in hopes that she'll listen this time. But no, I I need a new speaker. My speaker kind of fell apart this last golf season. So I'm looking at that um, Bushnell uh, magnet speaker. It's called the Wingman. Brian's talked about it before. And uh, I'm hoping for that. It retails about 129, I think. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, it's up there a bit, but it's also something where you can you know, it sticks to the, the, um, you don't have to put it in the cup holder. It sticks right up to the upright on the cart, you know, or your, your push cart and, uh, you're ready to roll. And then the easier thing, probably the more likely thing that I'll get is a seat, um, adaption for the push cart, the click gear. <laughs> Cause the, the, old, the old man seat, the old man seat, <laughs> but not for me as much as I'd love to use it. My kids, um, my kids actually use mm-hmm. my cart when they're playing. And they've got a lot in between, between like, you know, we're waiting for, um, as you guys know, those, those tournaments take three or three and a half hours. So they're waiting at tee boxes on hot days. So, you know, they see somebody else have a, a seat on their cart and they're like, wait, why can't we get that? So, um, I think their, their thought is they're going to get me one of those. That's what my, my bet is. I'll get one of those. And I think they are like 55 bucks, um, to, to click onto those click gear, um, they kind of go by the wheel so you can sit and they have a little spring loaded thing that anchors it to the ground. So it's pretty stable. And then when you get up, it kind of pops up. So nice, nice. You got to love the gift. That's going to benefit somebody else. That's, that's awesome. But Hey, if you don't have to have a complaining kid, that's going to work out for you too. But you know what, if I get it and by the time I meet you guys, I see meet up with you guys in two weeks and I'm sitting on a, a seat on my cart, just, just let it ride. You guys. Just let it <laughs> yeah. ride. True question. True question for you, Trevor. Do you have an umbrella on your cart? This, that, so that was actually my other thing. Um, it, it came with an adaption to like click the umbrella, but I don't have one. And we got rained on the other day and I actually wished I had a legit um, golf, golf umbrella. So that might be an, a secondary option. Well, like I always say, I'm in the, I'm in the California, so we don't get a lot of rain right now if you follow the news, but would you use the umbrella for the sun right now? Oh, mm. I mean, with my seat at, at the tee box waiting for somebody, I'd, I'd yes. pop up that, uh, that umbrella, maybe, maybe get a, uh, 
uh, strawberry daiquiri on the course and have, have and, an umbrella and, and, a, and a cigar and you look like uh, Jimenez out there Jimenez and just, just hanging out. Yeah, just roll up good to the answer. Pool. Yeah, no, good answer. I'm... You are a true birdie dad. You got your umbrella. You got your seat, <laughs> sandals with socks in your car. Yes, you're rocking. Yeah. Well, okay. So I'll get to mine now. If we want, if I want to say one tangible item, I'm going to go a little different. It's something I've talked about that I need, and my wife does listen to the show, so I'm really throwing this out for myself. But I think a lot of you could be the same. Which is, I would go with a wedge. I think. We could all use an upgraded 60 degree wedge. And <laughs> well, I would get one. This name, dude, give the brand name. Come on. And, you know, the. Okay. The, yeah. Well, give it all out there. I think you could go with, you know, you really don't need to be, in my opinion, for a mid to high handicap golfer. You can go with anything. You can go with Callaway. You can go with Titleist or Cleveland. But I would just go with a 60 degree versatile bounce. Or if you don't know, I would go between something around the five to eight bounce range. And just go walk down and tell them or, or go order online and pick those numbers. And that's what I would go with. And you could get a good wedge for like 129 kind of the same price as your seat. You you might pay up around 150 for a wedge. But um, I'm telling you, I played in that tournament out there. And I have a 60-degree wedge, which is really old. And you can actually see, I think, like the grind. It's, it's just worn. You can see that thing is so worn. Uh, it still was a lifesaver for me. So if you don't carry one in the bag, I've recently re-fallen in love with it. And Brian, we were just talking about the size of your greens were coming up to play. I know that's going to be a go-to, and I'm really hoping it magically appears before I get on that plane and come up and play with you guys. <laughs> hmm. Well, that's what I'm saying, man. If she listens, you got to give the full specs on the, on the wedge that you want, man, and just just go for it right now. Here it is. Here's your chance. Right now, I'll put it in the show notes. The three I, I like. I like several. I, I think I want to go different. I'm. I joke about I'm like the the eBay golf bag. I have all kinds of brands. I'm not like you guys totally all one branded out. So I would try like a Cleveland wedge. That brings up a good point, Jared. If you were your wife and you were, say, listening to this certain podcast for ideas and she knew you're an eBay guy, do you think she should go to eBay and get a used wedge (laughs) or should she go get a new wedge? What, What do you think? I would cry. If she went to eBay out of happiness, those are happy tears. <laughs> but the reason you get the wedge, right, is because you want new grooves. And so you absolutely have to get a new wedge. You don't want to get a You do need one. a new wedge. You do need a new wedge, yes. Yeah. So this is an item. It's a good point. Uh, but you can get new things on eBay. I do love the eBay. You know, maybe somebody got it. They didn't use it. Um, that's right. the thing. You that's do true. need that new new grooves, new new grind on that. What What's the little three-letter... Uh, moniker there is it uh, NWT new with tags Jared that's right I hey like that. eBay <laughs> yeah it's new to me so an- <laughs> another item I was going to throw out there for you guys if you don't want to get like the tangible gift I just want a free day I think any dad like I just I want to go golf I want to have breakfast get up go play around and if you really want to make it special call the clubhouse about three hours after the tea time, maybe three and a half hours and pre-order a couple cold beverages, you know, that are, you know, on the house and you get to the clubhouse and that's a good day for me. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea. Actually, Jared, you, you have your name attached to those beverages and have them just waiting for you. That's a good idea. Oh, I would just be thrilled if I turned on, turned in on, you could even be at the turn coming around number nine. She knows my game isn't tip top right now. I might need a couple at the turn to help me get onto the back nine. Yeah. When you get home, you'll have a couple baskets of laundry to fold waiting for you. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. 
So <laughs> those are our gift ideas. We're going to put those in. We got a wedge. We got a seat. We got an umbrella. And we have the speaker. And we have the, the Mevo. So mm-hmm. all of those are great ideas. Some some varying price options. Oh, and the Birdie Dad's t-shirt. Don't forget that. You can throw that in the, the Father's Day little basket. So every every Father's Day basket gets one of those. That's right. You throw it in. We're going to start it off. Now let's talk golf because this weekend we all three played a pretty challenging course. Yeah. So each of us. Yeah. Let's hear what your guys' golf games were like. I played at a course that's outside my town by about 30, 40 minutes that I don't usually play. It's a pretty expensive course. It's kind of a resort course and uh, very windy conditions. I mean, it's very exposed, you know, and there are a lot of outcroppings and it's kind of like a desert, high desert. So if you're off the fairways, which are meticulously, you know, clean and great. um, But if you're off the fairway, you're just, you're in trouble all the time. And uh, I had a tough time with those just holding Holding fairways, everything's rolling off. It's kind of dry and windy. Things were rolling like crazy, so it was a struggle out there. I kind of, I, I kind of on the back stretch saved um, shooting above ninety, so I shot an eighty nine. Was pretty happy with that, and I just had to find one thing I could take home that day, and it was just getting below ninety. Mm-hmm. And Brian, you played Chambers Bay again. I did again. Yeah, I mean it's right in my backyard, so every chance I get, I head down there. Um, it's just an awesome course, awesome experience. I didn't fare as well as Trevor. It wasn't windy. It was kind of good, great conditions, actually. It wasn't too hot, um, but everything was, was rolling pretty good. Um, and I shot a 96, which is not a 79. So it, it was it was quite the change for me. I, I think the struggle I had with Chambers, um, greens, number one, uh, there's so much uh you know, undulations in those greens that it's so hard to get a straight putt. So every putt has some curve to it. Um, and I really struggled with that. I had a bunch of three putts there, but I also unfortunately got into some of the waste areas and, um, that really hurt me. I, I think I took out of one greenside bunker. It took me, I think four shots to get out. So mm-hmm. I, it was just, it was, you add those up and, and you shoot a 96, which, um, mm-hmm. I mean, any day at Chambers is a good day, um, but it just wasn't what I was hoping for. Um, but I still had a great time. Uh, I was playing with some fun people, and and um, it was um, just a great experience anytime you get down to Chambers. So um, all good. I'll, I'll take the 96. You know, it's funny. You say undulation because I played this weekend, and I – I was on like number two and I go, man, these greens are tough. The guy I'm riding with says, yeah, these undulating greens. And I'm like, yeah, these are, these are undulating. These are just, these are undulating. Man, that green is undulating. <laughs> just, I mean, when you hear undulating, Trevor, Trevor, what is undulating to you? <laughs> I mean, it's a local course I can think of. Brian's played it before, Tethero. I mean, those greens are mm-hmm. hard. I mean, very that's undulating. undulating. They're very undulating. Undulating, undulating. Yeah. 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 yeah, totally. Well, and, uh, and, and Tethro is very much a link style. Like, Jared, if you haven't played a link style course yet, oh, you did. You've gone to Ireland played, probably. Yeah, I yeah. In Ireland, so yeah. Just think that. That's that's undulating right there. Destroyed yeah. me. Well, so the undulating greens, by definition, would be your rolling greens, right? Like, you, you mm-hmm. have all the waves, the rolls in them. There's not really very flat areas. Or there might be, but you got to get through a lot of different undulating areas to, mm-hmm. to deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I had to Google it to make sure, <laughs> but I went with it like any dad. These, these are undulating. Did you uh, just did you say it on every green? 
Oh, yeah, I did. Such I an did. undulation. Yeah. Oh, these are undulating. I can't get it. These are undulating. Yeah, undulation, man. I didn't use undulation. I should have used that. Mm. M- missed, <laughs> missed a putt. Oh, that was just an undulation right there. Man. Yeah. Well, I played in a tournament this weekend, actually. I played in a solo tournament. I'm, I've talked about I'm doing multiple, you know, real legit tournament. These aren't like local. These are um, more of your regional, you know, from put on by my California organization. So, I played in one, guys from all over from the Bay Area through... You know, the upper parts of California. I think some guys even came from down in Southern California to play this because it was in uh, right next to Monterey. So right out there near the Mecca of golf. I mean, just a, a few minutes down the road from Pebble. And I had never played the course and it kicked my butt. I'll tell you that. I mean, I posted a score that wasn't that bad, but like, so if we talk about before I get into it. So Brian, you played Chambers. Do you know what the yardage you played at Chambers was? Um... It wasn't too long. No, I'd have to go back and look. Not off the top of my head. But it's, Trevor, it's, do, you, do you know what you played? I was just under 6,100. It wasn't that long. Okay, so I played, and I think it was yeah, 5,800, which is pretty short for what we've talked about, right? Um, and there was a par four that was only 220 yards. And, mm. you know, I'm laying up into that, hitting, hitting an eight iron off the tee because of the layout. So I love the feel. I love playing in the tournament. There's a lot of love-hate in these tournaments. I mean... The love parts, I loved on hole number one, and Trevor, you talked about this, where you get the announcement of coming up on the tee. That's always fun. So Next up is. Yes, they give, you the, <laughs> they give you the full announcement, and they give you your local club. That's always great. And so that's fun. It gets a little pressure not to yank it into the trees. Did, you, did you have your handicap on your bag? Just let everybody know. <laughs> no. oh. It's on the cart. It was okay. no, not on my bag. I was on my cart. You know, it changes too much. And I love the challenge of testing your skills because you got to hold everything out. There's zero gimmies. We've talked about that. Nothing. I definitely saw some guys. They, I think one guy in the group missed, no kidding, probably four inside of three foot putts um, mm. on mm. the day. May, and the other, some other guys missed some on their own. I missed one for sure. Maybe two. Um, and then I talked to you guys about like on, on it was on hole number two. I hit off the tee, and you you have to play every rule. And so I hit off the tee. It hits a tree. Definitely not OB. It's in the in between two holes, but it's like this middle patch of rough. Hits a tree. Um, I go up there. We all look. Can't find the ball. And then I drop on the fairway nearest fairway. I hit from there. Land on the green. Putt out with two. And I asked you guys, what do you score that? Because I hit one off the tee. I drop, I hit up, I, I hit two in. And you guys told me what? What's the penalty ruling there? Well, <clears throat> go take it, Brian, because you looked it up. Well, yeah, so I looked it up, um, and the technical play there would have been if you can't find your ball within three minutes, you got to go back and re-tee. Um, but if there's a local rule, like a tournament, they want pace of play to keep up, then it's, um, I think it's a club length into the fairway from wherever, wherever it went um, out of bounds or where you I lost it, lost yep. it out of there. And then it's a two stroke penalty from there. So it's yeah. essentially yeah. simulating a re um, mm-hmm. at that point. Mm-hmm. And then, so you have, you're hitting, um, whether that be four on the green and then two putts, six, mm-hmm. yep. six, five, five, that's six. What, yep. That's what they had me mark. It was a six. And I, I was, I was good with that. I mean, I just had to make sure with you guys and you're right. And, and you are right. And it was a local rule play because they did want to, you know, pace of play. They didn't want a six-hour round. Um, they did warn us. And this is the first time. I think they're picking it up. Is that if we didn't finish within like 14 minutes of the expected time, it was going to be a two-stroke penalty for our entire group. Mm-hmm. So they were pressing us to move. 
Now, the other confusing part was that I dropped, hit the ball. I go, I just kind of have this like thought of, you know, more frustration than anything. I go back about 20 yards and there's my ball in the rough. It, it kicks mm. kind of sideways and backwards off the tree. So I look at that. The guys in the group tell me, go ahead and play it, play two balls in. Um, but knowing I have a meltdown in my bag at any moment, I was pretty confident that since I had dropped and basically declared the first ball lost, I had basically taken the new ball that's dropped is now the ball in play, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that'd I be think that's my understanding correct. of yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, it's right. s- same thing as if you had hit a provisional off the tee, um, knowing that the ball was potentially lost, um, and then you hit the provisional, then mm-hmm. y- yeah, you can't you can't go back to the previous ball. Right. Right. So now, and we've talked about as long as you announce provisional, you look and you find the original, you're good. But you're once good. you've declared that, yeah. So that was and that was good. I, I honestly and I I have I didn't feel like picking the sec, the original ball up was any violation. They told me go ahead and play it out. But again, I'm not. I have that meltdown shot in my bag at any moment. It was only hole number two, so I was just good with. The, I'm on the green. I'll walk up there and putt. That, that's right. good karma too, man. Good job. Yeah. Right. Right. So then uh, some other things in the tournament I want to tell you guys. So definitely observe some struggles. One guy did a Kalamorikawa and he whiffed. Saw that one. Uh, <laughs> it, that's a stroke. You know, for those of you wondering, that's a stroke. You well, did that's, that. a, that's, a, that's a funny rule, though, because that's, that's all about asking the, the player, did you intend to hit the ball? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's a little embarrassing, clear. right? Yeah. It was. It was great. Uh, he got, I don't know what you caught. He got hung up in the tree and on his downstroke, it threw him all off and he just completely missed Mm. He's playing from under a tree. Uh, and the one thing I hate about these tournaments, though, guys, I'll tell you, is that the w- overall winner shot an 80, and he was a 24 handicap. That's mm. a little tough. Interesting. Is this a guy mm. you know or you've played in another tournament with? I mean, no, do you have any no. statistics on his past scoring? Uh, he was not in my group because there was, you know, like 120, 130 players in it. He was in one of the other flights. Um, yeah. So no, I have no knowledge of this person. Hey man, I've 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 actually played with some people that have intentionally inflated their handicaps like prior to a tournament just so they can do what what you just said, which is um, yeah. And this this goes back to being honest. Like I don't know, yeah. like if you're a 24 handicap, you're typically probably shooting 102, 105. Good day, probably getting into the 90s to shoot an On 80. A windy day, shooting yeah. 80. That's incredible. With undulating greens. With undulating greens. Yeah. <laughs> so he was... So he got a net 56. I was going to say, what was his net 56? So he's net 16 under, assuming it's 72 par. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That is crazy. People were not very thrilled with that. Yeah. Were so, there any opinions that kind of did this guy get any sort of yeah. arguments with other people? Oh, yeah. Really? I didn't see him personally, but the guy in my group was a three handicap. And he shot an 81. Now, I played side-by-side with him the whole round, and he was a legit three. And he posted an 81, and you could tell he was struggling with the winds. Kind of like you talked about, we were having some pretty big gusts, and he was just kind of struggling to keep it. You know, the course isn't very long, so it's all about your putting and short game. You know, a 24 handicap going out there and not having many three putts is not like – I mean, that's just not likely, right? Like, yeah, I just – I mean, that's where it killed you and these guys that didn't play it often. So, you, I looked at the leaderboard after it. A lot of single handicap guys shot around a 79, 80, 81. Um, and so, for a 24 to come out there and post an 80, that's questionable. Right. To, to be consistent for 18 holes, that's mm-hmm. – I mean, that guy must have just – 
either gotten super lucky on a bunch of shots or mm-hmm. yeah, his, his handicap was bogus. So I'm a 14-8 and I posted an 89 and you guys were following live because I was I was throwing my scores on 18 birdies at, at the same time. And I mean, but a 14-8, what I did a few times is the dreaded like pull hook shot, send it way left, try to recover and scramble, maybe get out of there with a double. You know, that happened a few times. Um, I was lucky to keep it right around 90. Um, you know, I'm, I've am i got that ba- shot in my bag. It's going to show itself. You know, to post an 80, it's hard to post an 80 on any course. Right. Yeah, and it you're is. theoretically 10 shots better than that guy that won it, right? I mean, right. on average. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of a character question and hard to say. I, you know, I don't know what his card looked like if he had a couple hole in, holes in ones and a couple of random eagles. But, <laughs> um, yeah, it doesn't sound likely. So Yeah, and the other two guys I played with in my card, so you know, one was a 16 handicap, one was an 18, and we were all right around the same score. I think they shot around a 92 overall. So that was pretty fair and consistent. I'd say, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, that was, that was right there with where you should be. Well, that's, that's what handicaps are there for, right. Is to even out the playing field. So, um, for that guy to significantly beat the field. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just, I don't know. <laughs> Something's yeah. fishy. What was but the next like closest the net, yeah. Jared? What was the next closest net, um, score? Uh, the next one, I'm not sure. There was a lot of them right around even. So a lot of guys came in around even or maybe minus three net. So uh-huh. that would show you that that should have been kind of where the average was, right? And like, this guy posts a sixteen under, basically a sixteen under. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, hope he Something sleeps well tonight. <laughs> he wow. won his small gift card because this is only just like a regional qualifier. This wasn't like a championship one. So can we take a second here and, and talk about dominating a golf tournament? Um, and then just getting screwed, which is John Rom. Oh man. Oh, that was brutal oh, this weekend to watch, man. I mean, you know me, I love a good John Rom meltdown. I would have loved to see him ride it out on Sunday and just melt down, but I did feel bad for him going in six shot lead. I think it was right. And then he had to pull it. Mm-hmm. So that's crazy. Yeah. The, the best alternative I read and I wish they would have done this was to let him, if they would have let him play solo. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like he's already in, like, or given the option to wear a mask the whole time and play solo, and mm-hmm. like, I, if he would have done that, like, could he could he have won? I I read I read about this too in Golf Digest. I think I believe it was an online article, and it was like that's the, the kind of the intimidation factor of having a playing partner, and some of the the variables that are thrown in with having a playing partner is unfair to let somebody else go out by themselves when everybody else is mm-hmm. having to play with with playing partners, you know, and I kind of agree to that you know if you see someone stripe it 330 yards down the, the middle of the, the uh, fairway and you're like oh man i got to keep up with that then you might swing a little harder you know that sort of thing and true you don't true. see somebody else's score out there you know like you're playing with as a leader so it, there's some there's some of that so i agree with it yeah it's just tough i mean what 1.6 or 1.7 million is okay. the winning prize oh <laughs> God. He would have melted. Trust me. He would have <laughs> he he melted. melted. And oh, he would have broke a putter over his knee or something. He would have done it. <laughs> he would have been the only guy since Tiger to win the Memorial back-to-back. No, three times. Wasn't three it? times? Yeah, it would have been a three-peat, I think. Oh, I, I Look that up. That. Yeah, because I feel like it would have been a three-peat. That's a great question. Um, speaking, still. Of, speaking of meltdowns, and this is a separate topic, but I didn't see or watch I just read about it, but Lexi Thompson, I guess she had something similar to a five or six point 
uh, or stroke lead coming yeah. into the final round and ended up third. She like lost eight strokes over the last uh, last round. Yeah, I saw that. It was like the back nine too. It wasn't even yeah. the like the whole round. It was just like a starting on like hole twelve or something like that. She just got in trouble and could couldn't do it. Yeah, lost by one. It's mm. tough. That's tough. Lost but she's a pro. One. She'll be back. She's probably been there before, to be honest. So. Yeah, I mean, she's one that there's a lot of high hopes still for her career. So she's very talented, and hopefully she can get back and get on top. That was just a big one. That yeah, was a big one. To, yeah, so to see women's love. Open. Yeah, yeah, right over here, and not too far from me. So Brian, I think we're gonna do this week. Let's open up an 18 birdies tournament. Can you open it for two weeks? So we say to listeners, if you're gonna play in the next two weeks, you can join in and post a score. Absolutely, we can do that. You want me to do it live right now? I can. I can give you guys the code right now for all yeah, the listeners. Yeah, let's do it. Set it up and let's get the code on here. Sounds good. I'll just show you how how easy it is to set up a a, a golf tournament virtually for everybody on eighteen birdies. Uh, you and your buddies um, who are in different states, um, can, or if you just think that they stink and you don't want to play with them, like you know, you can <laughs> at least uh, get in a tournament um, together. So here we go. Create a new tournament. We're going to call it uh, the Birdie Dads Tournament. Um, we're going to say uh, listener supported. Here we go. Next, we're going to do uh, one round for everybody. Uh, the start date is going to be today. Uh, we're going to say two weeks later. So the end date is going to be June 22nd, everybody. Perfect. And we're going to do virtual tournament. There it is. We're going to do individual stroke play, both cross and net. Um we're going to, it says, all right, use a player's full handicap. We're going to use a percentage of handicap for everybody. So this will kind of help out a little bit of the lower handicap folks a little bit. We'll do 95%. That's not too much of a bump down. So everybody will be good there. Men and women, good to go. So both men and women are good to enter. Confirm. Okay, guys. Now, if you're going to 18 birdies, uh, there's a tournament code to uh, join our tournament and play with us for the next two weeks. That is eight. Two, four, one. So if you want to play, uh, go into 18 birdies and join the tournament eight, two, four, one. If you just want to watch and you don't want to play, uh, there's a gallery code. You can watch all the scores. Um, that gallery code is four, four, two, one. All right, everybody. Perfect. Yes. We'll give away some prizes. Hey, don't throw up any cheating scores because we're just going to, I'm just going to pick random guys to, or girls to throw a prize to. So no, net, go, no net 56. Yeah. No, I don't want to see the net 56, that guy, whatever his name was, username, whatever. <laughs> I don't care anymore. On Reddit? Uh, off Reddit? On Reddit, yeah. Yeah, you and your net 56 can go play somewhere else. Now, <laughs> go post the score up there. Join us. We'll have some fun with it. And you're going to see us post some live scores as well. So check that out. Come join us on the course virtually, and let's kick off this summer golf season. 